When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. What a Saturday. Welcome inside the Coach's Corner presented by Riverwind Casino along with Gabe Eichert. I'm Chris Plank. Dennis Simmons is back with us. Short turnaround for Coach. He was just on with us a couple of weeks ago. But, you know, as we take this, Coach, you guys are long past what happened on Saturday. But still, what an incredible atmosphere on Saturday in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, as a kid's dream, this is what you dream about uh, coming to college and playing college football. I mean, crowd was electric. Uh, Stadium was packed, and, and you know it was a pretty good football game that went on out there. Dennis, when when things aren't going particularly well, when you're on the sideline and you're coaching in that situation, what what was your message to your guys? You know, as you guys fall down twenty-eight to seven. Uh, I mean, we never really talk about looking at the scoreboard anyway. So I mean, that was the least of my worries. Our, our biggest thing was, you know, hey, let's just focus on the the things that we can control. And and you know, at that point where it seemed very, you know, gleam and and down, it was like, you know what, we're 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 an inch away here, we're we're a step away there. Let's just focus on doing our job and playing eleven man football and executing, and you know, everything else will take care of itself. You know what I noticed when I saw that video of Kennedy's game-winning run? A lot of wide receivers blocking downfield. <laughs> and I know Jane Hazelwood, we talked to him this week, Coach. He takes a lot of pride in it. it. It's a necessity. We talk about it incessantly on this show. You need your guys to block, and they take a lot of pride in it, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, about playing unselfish football. And, you know, like I said, if uh, all 11 guys are doing their job, then you're going to have success on, on any given play. Pretty amazing to see. Hey, so take us through... Something like that, that play, specifically the Kennedy Brooks, it's new, we hadn't seen it, you got to coach it up a little bit, but when you see your guys execute it as perfectly as they did, Coach, how rewarding is that? 
I mean, for for a coach, I mean, that's probably the highest reward that you can get is because you spend a lot of hours, you know, not just in the film room trying to, you know, draw up and, and diagram plays, but then getting out on the practice field and making sure it's, it's, you know, it's fully executed and then going against every kind of situational scenario that could come up and, you know, trying to make sure that the guys are all, you know, mentally prepared to, to, to handle that and to react to it when they do happen. And when it, when it does happen successfully, I mean, you, you can't help but feel elated and, and, and enjoy, not just because of the play work, but because you see 11 guys, you know, doing, doing their job and working together. Now, before we talk about your individual guys, Coach, you look at what Texas did defensively. I thought it was interesting, right, coming into the game with what they had shown – so far this season, they were they were a deep zone team. They were a cover three, cover four team, you know, give you the underneath stuff, make you be patient. And they came out very aggressively, much more aggressively than what we've seen from this season. Is that something you guys were anticipating or is it something that caught you off guard a little bit? Because it certainly surprised me. <laughs> no, I mean, we prepare for every or try to prepare for every scenario and situation that 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 can possibly be thrown at you so I mean you know going back and, and looking at you know their their history and 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 meaning the guys that are on their staff you you know what they what they're capable of and what they have in their arsenal and so I mean you kind of prepare and try to have a, a game plan for 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 all of the above this might be kind of more of a personal question but I, I need to understand the how coach how do you guys wipe this so quickly and then get on to the next opponent? I know it's in your DNA. It's, it's a job requirement. But when you have a win like that, Dennis, how do you kind of handle moving on as quickly as you can to the next opponent? Do you have a rule? Do you have a ritual or anything that helps you get past it? No, I mean, you just look at it from this uh, perspective, Chris. I mean, that game's over. There's nothing that you could ever do right from this point on to go back and and enhance, advance, or change that. And the only thing that we can control now is the upcoming game this week. So, I mean, you know, 20 years from now when I'm, I'm not coaching anymore, you know, <laughs> we'll see some of the guys and we'll, we'll yuck it up about it back then, you know, then. But to, to not focus on this game will be a disservice to, to the last game. Great. That's a, that's a great way of putting it, Dennis. But looking at that Texas game <laughs> – You've been a part of a couple different programs. You've been coaching for a long time now. Where does that rank kind of in your favorite games or the most exciting games for you as a coach? Well, to be emotionally drained both mentally and physically at the end of that game, I would say probably very high. <laughs> uh, Me and you both, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know. Every every weekend, every game is, is 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 fun because I mean you put so much time and effort once again in the meeting rooms and and, and on the practice field to get able to be able to go out and and play in a game. That's you know that's that's fun. So I don't know that I've ever just sat down and, and, and ranked and said, hey, what's what's my most memorable or, or fun game. Uh, you know, I've been a, a part of it, as you as you mentioned. I've been a part of you know various organizations where we've had some good comebacks, and I've been a part of some organizations where, you know, we weren't able to uh, to come back. So I mean, I do accredit the, the young man in the locker room for you know having the the, the fight and having the the, the mental uh, stability to to play through the last whistle. So let's talk about some of your guys and. We saw the play a little bit ago here on the TV side of things. The catch by Mike Woods, 
arguably one of the more underrated, maybe, and underappreciated plays play in, the game. in this game, right? I know Mike didn't have massive numbers on Saturday, but Coach, he keeps his feet inbound, somehow makes that play, and it kept the drive alive early when things could have really slipped away from this team. And, you know, that's the thing that we talk about is, you know, making routine plays, you know, making – making plays that, that, that help this football team, whether it's, you know, being on the receiving end uh, after the catch or, or being on, on, on the blocking end. It's just contributing to the program, con con contributing to the team. And that's, you know, that's what we want to, that's what we want to be known for. And that's what we want to do. And that was a huge third down momentum uh, uh, for, for, for the team and for, and for the game. Dennis, the, the, the previous games before the Texas game, right, you guys had had so many limited possessions, you know, which resulted in not putting up that many points. It just felt like a struggle offensively. How good did it feel for you, the other members of that offensive staff, and for those players to put some points on the board, man, that had to feel good again. Well, I think the players were more excited about the fact that, hey, man, we got more than 26 snaps in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, hey, we, we did this is about the, you know, the first quarter and a half. Hey, we, we, you know, we're going to get the run today. So I think they were excited about that. Uh, you know, the points will come. The points will come with the execution. And, you know, I keep going back to that. You know, you, when you when all 11 guys are on the same page and everybody's doing their job, you know, those things are going to happen. All right, our final question segment here of our first segment with Dennis Simmons, Eichard's Intel, presented by Orthodontics exclusively. Gabe, you got a lot of plays to choose from here. Got a lot, but the, there's only one, right? Now, you, you see Caleb Williams, first of all, you should catch all the snaps, but I felt <laughs> this was a huge play in the game, and it's a great example of something that Something that wide receivers work on all the time, Dennis, and that that's the scramble drill yeah, and, and where they're supposed to get on the field. And here's the thing about this play that will probably go unnoticed until I mention it right here. Had Jaden Hazelwood not widened out, that would not have been a window for Caleb to get that ball in tomorrow. Um, yep. To Marvin Mims. Yeah, so, I mean, as you as you you spoke of earlier, uh, Gabe. You know, we 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 rep every uh, every Thursday. We rep. Uh, scramble drill and we do it you know guys know locations of, of of the field on certain plays where they need to be and you know to see something that you work on all the time and see it actually come to come together in, in a game type atmosphere when it truly counts you know you you can't help but feel good about what you're doing that's awesome that's why i picked it that little nugget too i would have never never even thought of that but and you know, we're draws talking, the corner, creates yeah, that little, little window. Bit. How about that throw, too? We're Perfect. Gonna, we're going to talk about Jane Hazelwood a lot coming up next because uh, he's a fun guy. And we're going to dive into it next with Dennis Simmons inside the coach's corner. Our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health and Anheuser-Busch. And our community partners, Fowler Auto Group, OU Health, OG&E, and Coca-Cola. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Riverwind Casino, still the one. Bud Light, it's for the fans. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access radio pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every day. 
Log on to Soonersports.com slash podcast or search Sooner Sports Podcast in your favorite podcast provider. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate and Riverwind Casino. Get one more segment here with Dennis Simmons, Sooner's assistant head coach, passing game coordinator, inside receivers, or outside receivers coach, excuse me, uh, Brian Odom coming up next. Coach, we mentioned Jane Hazelwood. You, you laid out on the scramble drill, him taking care of his responsibility. I know at times on Saturday it was a little bit frustrating for him, but I feel like every week we see him continue to progress. What have you seen in Jane Hazelwood's growth this year? I mean, like I said uh, in our earlier segment, uh, couple of weeks back I mean he's he's healthy now uh, so I mean you're starting to see him 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 be the talent that everybody you know saw that he was in high school uh, you know the game's starting to slow down with him he's able to to get on the field and and, and, and showcase his talent and make plays you know now with that being said there was a couple of them that I, I like to run back <laughs> that I thought he should have grabbed but I mean you know I guess Michael Jordan didn't make every shot he took either so uh, <laughs> I kind of have to live with that one yeah, that one right there, man. That should have just been a little more inbounds with the throw. That's probably six. But, Coach, obviously a big deal being made about the quarterback situation with Caleb Williams and Spencer Rattler. I, I've always told people from an offensive line perspective, hey, it, it really doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. It, you, you block what is called. Is that kind of the same thing for wide receivers? I know it can be a little different because you want to develop chemistry in the passing game and, you know, the guys throw different balls, things like that. So how, how difficult is the current quarterback situation on your guys? Honestly, it hadn't been something that has been discussed in our meeting room. I mean, I think, you know, we spend so much time with, with both of those guys. I mean, honestly, with all three of the quarterbacks, all off season, all summer, you know, all fall camp. So, I mean, it's, you know, at the end of the day, Spencer's our brother. We love him. Caleb's our brother. We love him, you know. So, whoever's back there is, is back there, and we're going to do our job and, 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 and put them in positions to, to have success just like they're going to do the same for us. I know Marvin's been working in the inside room a lot, but these guys are versatile. How about the day he had? To see, and again, love talking to the kid because he's an awesome interview and has a great personality. But some of those plays, coach, that's just that's just God-given ability, right? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, he had a couple of wiles uh, <laughs> there Saturday, so I mean, it's, and it's good to see. I mean, it's you know what we're capable of, and you know when you get opportunities and you're out there on the field, you're able to do it. Well, he can make some tough catches. I mean, even just watching this early catch, you got a safety bearing down on you and he reaches up and makes the play but all in all coach I mean he is a versatile kid right he can uh, punt returns you add to it as well but he can work both inside and, and outside. he can run trick play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I mean I think the trick play aspect of it goes all around I mean <laughs> I, I, I think you've seen you know a, a combination of guys that have, that have had success and, and had their hand in there but I mean you know Marvin's uh, a, a, a good football player but he's an even better person uh, as as well as, you know, all of the kids. I mean, we are very fortunate here at the University of Oklahoma to have great young men in our program. Dennis, it was good to see Mario Williams get a couple catches in this football game. Obviously, his first OU Texas. Uh, how did you think the young freshman responded to the situation, to playing on that stage? 
You know, Mario is one of those kids that, you know, the the stage is never too big for him. So, I mean, he, he actually, he played well. And, you know, he, you know, as as fans, you look at the guys and you kind of get in awe with the name and the number. But, you know, he had had a, a death in his family during the uh, earlier part of the week. So, I mean, he, to see him come out and be able to play and perform the way that he did, uh, it was a tremendous credit to who he is as a person. Dennis, something that stood out to me about the way that your guys played in particular in this game and it it applies to them blocking as well but the physicality that they played with at the top of their routes I, I thought that they they embraced kind of the tone that Texas's defensive backs were trying to set and they matched it and they ended up being the more physical group in the football game well, I mean, that was something that we talked about all week. We knew this game in particular, you know, as in all games, is, you know, it's, it's going to be a physical aspect of it. And, you know, and being a complete receiver, people expect you to catch balls. That's why you're out there at that position. But, I mean, if you want to be elite, then you got to be, you know, have to have that, that physical mentality in all aspects of the game. And, you know, it shows up more importantly in, in, rock, in, the, in the blocking aspect of it and what they're doing on, on the special team side of it. I mean, you got – Trey West running down as a gunner on punt, uh, you know. So, I mean, you got a couple of, you know, you got Jaleel Farouk on, on the kickoff team. And, I mean, you got a variety of, of different areas in, in the football program where, you know, these guys are being asked to, hey, not just be, a, you know, elite receivers or talented receivers, but let's go be, you know, a part of this football f uh, team and, 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 and play a role in helping us be successful week in and week out. Looking forward to TCU on Saturday night when I watch Gary Patterson's defense. You know, you look at what they've done over the years. You look at what they've done this season. You look at what they've done the last couple of years. They play a different style against you guys. And I see it as the ultimate sign of respect, right? Normally they're in their four down front. They're playing cover four. They're playing cover one. And all of a sudden they're playing about, you know, an odd front 50% of the time against Oklahoma. And uh, I think it's, it's a sign of respect. But how how different is that to see a defense do some things that are pretty pretty different than what their staples are year in and year out? Well, I mean, as you said, you know, Coach Patterson is a, a phenomenal football coach, uh, and he will have those guys motivated, uh, ready to play against us Saturday uh, Saturday evening. Uh, you talk about physicality; these guys are going to come in and they're going they're going to want to play physical on, on the back end with their corners and their safeties, and you know. You know, I credit one of their, their corners, you know, he's kind of like my Marquise uh, Brown was a, a couple of years ago. You look at him, you know, he's, you know, 5'9", 5'10", and, and not very, very uh, heavy and weight-wise, but the way he plays, you would think he was 6'2", and about 205 pounds. <laughs> And, you know, I'm talking about the, their number one. I mean, that kid's, a, you know, that kid's a talent. I mean, and you look at what TCU, TCU has done in the last couple of years. Every year they got somebody going in the first round in the NFL draft uh, coming out of the back end. So, I mean, we got to have our work cut out for us. we got to be mentally ready to play this game. And, you know, this is the biggest game of our season uh, for, our, for our team this year. Trayvon Merrick, you know, Jason Verrett, you go back. They've graduated guys to the NFL yep. in that secondary. And Travius Hodges Tomlinson may be that next first rounder. Too. <laughs> That's exactly he's what, a, what I was He's not huge, but he can play, man. That kid's a, a ball player, man. I mean, uh, we, we, we better be ready. You know, and then, you know, just bringing up in general the defense, do you see many exotic things from him, Coach? Do they bring a lot of blitzes? Is 
Is it unique in anything? Well, as Gabe said, it's sometimes a little bit different than what we've seen on film throughout the year, right? Well, I mean, you know, not to go too in in, in de- Don't detail. give anything away, Dennis. Don't <laughs> do it, Dennis. But what we see, I will just say this: Coach Patterson is a very smart football coach. Yeah, he is, and they've been, and that's a staff that's been together for a while too. You you know who's a smart football coach? Also, Dennis Simmons. Well, obviously, <laughs> I mean, he's with us. Come on, <laughs> Garrett Riley. You see yeah. what SMU did to him? No. And the thing about it is. A lot of those plays look awfully <laughs> familiar, Dennis. <laughs> awfully familiar, my man. SMU, of course, beat TCU a few weeks ago. All right, you get the last question of the coach. It's the Academy Sports and Outdoors Twitter question for Dennis Simmons. And, oh, I like this, jumping straight to the NFL. Coach, how impressed are you with what C.D. Lamb is doing with the Dallas Cowboys? You know, honestly, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I mean, I, I've been watching C.D. since he was a sophomore in high school. So, I mean, I would have been more surprised or unimpressed if he wasn't doing what he's doing right now as opposed to, you know, what he's doing. Uh, and I think there's there's more in the, in the tank for him uh, as well as with Marquise. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I, I got a chance to see those guys day in and day out. So, I mean – they're only scratching the surface. And, and, you know, as D.D. Westbrook begins to become more healthier, I mean, I think what he's going to do up in Minnesota is going to be phenomenal too. So, I mean, I expect great things from, you know, from all of those guys. And I love, you know, Marquise, rough game a couple weeks ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm, a couple drops. He has has silenced the haters (laughs) with the last couple of performances. All the man is doing is catching touchdowns. Yeah, I I saw this this note, both he and Mark Andrews became the first – two teammates from the same college with over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns in the same game on Monday night. And is that, is that good? That's good. Oh, it so- sounds good. Coach, congrats on the win Saturday. We always appreciate chatting with you. Good luck on Saturday against TCU. Thank you, guys, and thanks for having me. Always, man, always. That's Dennis Simmons, outside receivers coach, passing game coordinator, assistant head coach. He does it all. Brian Odom is next. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Riverwind Casino, still the one. OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee, family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. From Dennis Simmons to Brian Odom, Sooner Inside Backers coach, joins us here inside the Coach's Corner along with Gabe Eichard. I'm Chris Plank. Coach, congrats on the win Saturday. What's the week of preparation been like for TCU? How are you guys feeling? Uh, feeling good. You know, it's... Um... You know, you got to commend our kids for, um, you know, not giving up and, and showing the resolve that they did throughout that game. And um, there's not a lot of people in the country uh, that play college football that's that would be willing to overcome the things that they overcame uh, last Saturday. So, uh, you know, credit to the kids um, and how hard they fought and uh, how much they continue to believe. But um, as we moved into practice this past week, um, you know, you can generate a little bit of excitement from that and a little bit of confidence and uh, prepare you into a, a propel you into a, uh, a solid week. You know, and again, as we tape this on a Wednesday, you're long past the Saturday performance, but just in one look back, 
this team never gave up. And defensively, they could have easily packed in it if they wanted to after that tough start. But, Brian, you know, Coach Grinch talked about it. Coach Riley talked about it afterwards. There wasn't a rah-rah, Newt Rockney halftime speech. This team just showed up and never tapped out. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, sounds very cliche, but, uh, you know, every series I'm in the box and every series we went out on the field, it was just, you know, let's play well this series. You know, let's play well, let's execute this play. Uh, continue to play hard and, and execute on every individual play. And then, you know, you kind of look up towards the end of the game and, you, you know, you're all, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're, you know, we're two-score ball game, you know. This is, a, this is a very real possibility to come back and go win this game. So um, it's fun. it was fun to be a part of, for sure. Brian, when you, when you look at the first half and then you look at the second half, right? The first half and you guys were put in some bad spots, there's no doubt, but you give up 38. In the second half, you only give up 171 yards offense. You only give up 10 points. What were, what were the biggest differences? in your mind after you watched the game? What were the biggest differences between what y'all did in the first half and what you did in the second half against the Longhorns? I think that when you look at it, and, and you know, I think that we thought this during the game as well, you don't, you don't see a bunch of missed tackles. You don't see a bunch of blown assignments. Um, you see guys doing their job, and it's not like some magic potion that would, you know, whatever happened at halftime, whatever. It's like, actually, you know, what we did was we executed probably a little bit better, and we took advantage of, um, uh, some opportunities that presented itself, and then you know, on top of that, you know, we we were in we got we got to go on the field at, at different positions than we were in the first half. So, um, you know, there's some things that we did better probably, but I think that the, at the end of the day, we probably just executed a little bit better, and and you you didn't see um, you know the missed tackles and and things of that nature that you did in the first half. I was listening to uh, Teddy Lehman talk about this, and it's capping guys off at the end of a run and making sure that they felt you. And he credited Brian Osamoa for really being the one guy that he sees doing that consistently. Um, again, we've seen growth from Osamoa, but Brian, from your perspective, what has improved the most about Brian throughout this season? Well, you know, I don't know if, uh, if there's any, you know, specific improvement the thing that stands out about Brian is just how hard he plays uh, on Saturday um, there you know whenever you see a, a flash of uh, crimson and cream a lot of times it's number 24 on defense and he flashes and he, and he plays hard he runs sideline to sideline and uh, it's very evident you know whenever he's around the ball look at him I, I always say this a lot I like seeing him do good things because he's always a good interview he, he's always a fun guy to talk to Sideline to sideline, it's that speed, and he plays with a ferocity. Like he he brings it, coach. Yeah, You're no gonna doubt. feel him whenever he hits you. No, and that's that's the way it should be. And uh, you know the I don't I didn't hear the conversation that that uh, Teddy was talking about, but I do know what he's uh, referring to. And you know you want to see more guys uh, flash like that on the field. You want to see guys you know the second guy in come in and and uh, clean them up. And you know that that pays dividends throughout the game. You know, that's not just uh, that one in particular play, but, you know, um, those things add up. And after a while, you know, the, the ball carriers get tired of getting hit like that. And um, all of a sudden, you know, the first guy in tackles him and there's not a uh, yards after contact. So, and that's, that's you know, a mindset. That's a, uh, uh, a way of doing things. And that's, you know, that's what we want to be.
Obviously, uh, a lot goes into defending the run. It's, it's D-line, it's linebackers, it's safeties, it's corners, it's the entire defense. But w- when you watched the Texas game back, how did you think your guys handled those matchups when they were one-on-one with B. John Robinson? Because that, he, he's about the most elusive guy you're going to find in all of college football, and, and especially in the second half. Ryan, I thought your guys did a really good job. Yeah, you know, you saw the first half when a um, couple of his explosive runs were uh, missed tackles, and that's that's extremely frustrating because um, I believe that we we, we do have uh, we do have good tacklers in in the linebacker room. Um, you know, I think you know what's all involved in it. You know, there's obviously the the all the elements that you just described, but it, you know, it's also what that what that offense gives us in that particular formation. You know what their tendencies are, and what our our call and possible stun or or blitz or uh, coverage. So there's there's a lot going on in those kids' head, um, you know, pre-snap. But you know that's where you got to have complete focus and have your eyes in the right spot um, and be able to go execute at a high level. And then when you do there, when you do, uh, we expect these guys to be very violent when they get there. And uh, um, but you're right that you know we did limit a lot of the gains in the second half. Um, and again, execution, um, violent tackles, and then uh, being able to place their eyes in the right spot. I think that's, you know, the key to, to be able to do that. And, you know, I think as a defense that, you know, this is not an arrogant statement by any means, but it's a, it's a confident statement in the fact that, you know, we welcome the fact that if someone wants to run the ball because we've got a lot of confidence in our, in our front seven and, and the guys that we have on defense on the field that uh, a lot of people are going to have a lot of hard time uh, run the ball on us. Just saw the highlight of Danny Stutzman. Danny Bleeping Football is uh, the nickname that some have given him. Uh, I mean, again, Coach, he just bring, we, we talked about Asamoah's energy. It's a kid that's a true freshman on one of the biggest stages. What, really only his second full game that he's had a chance to play and we got hurt against, I think it was Western Carolina near the end. I, this kid just, I mean, he's football player. I think yeah. is the best way to describe him, right? Yeah, you know, it's a, it, he is. It's different when he's in there. And uh, the kid flashes and, you know, just like, um, you know, we've said since he's been here, man, he's a, he's a competitor. He's smart. He's, he's, uh, he's got length uh, and he's got speed. You know, and, and on top of that, he's a tough kid. I, I can't say enough good stuff about him. I mean, if you to draw him up, you know, it's like that's what you want. You, uh, yeah, he, he checks the box. And that's what I told him in recruiting. You know, he checks every box for me. Um, he got length. He's got speed. Um, he's an intelligent kid, um, hard worker. He's competitive. Um, he's a future star, man. And uh, there's going to be a lot of good things happen with Danny Stutzman. Um I enjoy being around it. Like he, you, you've never seen the kid have a bad day. I've never seen him have a bad day, oh. and uh, um, he brightens the room when he walks. He smiles, and and uh, uh, he's uh, he's something that we that we try to duplicate when we go recruiting. He's got length. He's got speed. He's physical. He's intelligent. But most importantly. He's the proper amount of crazy. <laughs> the proper amount of crazy to play the linebacker yeah. position. That's very important, Brian. It is very, 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 very important. And he is. He is. There's no doubt about it. And uh, he's uh, he kind of flips the switch a little bit whenever uh, the helmet goes on, which is, you know, that's encouraging to see. Fun to see. All right, Eichert's Intel brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. Take it away, Gabe. All right, so there's a lot going on in this play. And everyone sees Danny Stutzman's sack. 
And what you may not see, and what I'm sure this stands out to Brian, is at the start of this play, B. John Robinson actually, he, he false starts. Mm-hmm. He moves early. And you, one thing we've talked to Coach Odom about in the past is being disciplined with your eyes, having your eyes in the right place. Maybe the only player, only person in the stadium that saw it was Brian Osmo. He starts jumping <laughs> up and down because he's got Bijan Robinson, man to man out of the backfield with the blitz they've got dialed up. I, I know that everyone is pumped about Stutzman. That's God, that's bad offensive line play. What is that tackle doing? But a great play from Stutzman, but you have to like seeing Osamoa knowing exactly, you know, looking exactly where he's supposed to look and executing well. Yeah, you know, and that's we like we talked to the, the last that's his job. His job was in that in that in that particular play was to take the back. Um you know, and, and we've been guilty of, of not doing that this year, which is frustrating. And, uh, you know, they, they did have a false start on that on that particular play. It wasn't called. And, and guess what? We don't get to make those calls because we're not <laughs> officials. We're football players. So um, until they give us striped shirts and a whistle, uh, we need to go execute our job. Luckily, um, Brian did that. He took, he took his man. Um, and with that being said, he uh, – that really actually probably caused the sack because the quarterback thought he was open and saw Brian late. Um, that bought Danny a little bit of a t- little bit of time to come off the edge, and, and Danny made a made a good physical tackle in the backfield. All right, oh, the tackle! You're in the slide, man. You got the widest. What are you doing? <laughs> the guy goes inside. Listen, He's not your guy anymore. Don't worry about the offensive line. But great play. job, Stutzman. That's a boy. Stutzman made God, a play. that's bad. All right, we got one more segment with Brian Odom. We'll preview TCU next inside the coach's corner. <laughs> We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside of the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the Varsity Network app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Chick-fil-A. Hey, Sooner fans. When you download the Chick-fil-A app in order, you can start earning points towards delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game. And are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Brian Odom. We'll have the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question before we wrap. Um, Just, Coach, for you, from being in that environment on Saturday and then after the win, you, you wipe it and you get to TCU. We asked Dennis Simmons this. How challenging is that? I don't. From a fan's perspective, I'm still on cloud nine, but you guys immediately on to TCU. What is it? Just your coach, so you've always done it. How do you not allow yourself to enjoy that moment a little bit more? Well, you look at um, watch watch some film of their offense, and that'll get over, get you over it real quick. You know, watch some film of their skill guys, and watch the film of their quarterback, and think about two years ago when the same quarterback ran up and down our field on our defense um, a few times. Think about you know, this season when we've maybe given up an explosive run. So they got really good running backs. they got really good uh, receivers. 
Um, as far as skill guys, I mean, they're extremely fast. They get vertical. Um, and, and we know from experience how fast the quarterback is. Uh, he's also, in addition to that, he's a, he's a strong kid. It's his third year to be a starter. Um, and the offensive line does a good job as well. You know, they're going to be they're going to be physical. They're going to be tough. They've had some uh, stuff come up with injuries here and there throughout the year. Um, but, you know, that can help you get over the game real quick whenever you see uh, a team that has 11 guys out there conspiring to beat you on every play. So <laughs> that 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 gets you that gets you over it real quick. Great answer. <laughs> Brian, you mentioned the O-line. I've been rather critical of TCU's O-lines the last couple of years. And I will say, after watching uh, watching several of their games, this is the most consistent group they've had up front in yeah. some time. But you, you mentioned the quarterback, Max Duggan. He, he brings the athleticism. He's a threat in the run game. He's maybe even a bigger threat when it comes to scrambling. J just how important is it containing number 15 in this football game? You know, the, the thing you see from last year to this year with him in particular, um, he's, he's, he does a better job in scrambling. You know, last year he uh, really kind of sat in the pocket for, a, for the majority of the time, and he was really hesitant to scramble for whatever reason. Um, this year he'll pull it down, he'll go run, which makes him, you know, he's, he's effective. Um, and obviously you're watching a clip there of, of uh, Jess Sweet Power Reed that they can do. That obviously you got to the Q boss there and, the, um, you know, a lot of the quarterback run game that they'll run. Like he's, he's a fearless competitor and we, I mean, we've seen it firsthand. Um, and again, like I said, he's, he's a lot faster than what you think. Um, but the element, he also has an element of power whenever you get your hands on it. Uh, he's a good player, man. He's a good player. It's going to be a great challenge for us as, as linebackers for sure. Yeah, looking at their run game, uh, when they don't dial up the QB run game, they hand it to number six, yeah. <laughs> Zach Evans. And you guys just came off a game where you're playing against B. John Robinson that, that is a guy that a lot of people think is the best running back in college football. Zach Evans is extremely physically gifted, Brian. He was a five-star for a reason. You know, what kind of challenge is it going to be shutting down that guy? Yeah, he's been very effective uh, this year. Um, I think it's his second year in, in college. And he's, you know, you knew coming out of high school that he was going to be a heck of a player. Um, and, you know, he's really he's really kind of coming into his own this, this year. Um, you know, not only him, but they have – the other back, number 33, that's a heck of a player too. Uh, he's really athletic. He actually has some explosive plays as well. Um, you're watching Zach run the ball, but 33, uh, I think, actually has a longer run this year. Um, I can't remember exactly how yeah, many yards Yeah, 75 against Tech, Kendra Miller. He had three touchdown runs in that game where he was not touched yeah. wow. by a Texas Tech defender. Wow. So, though, those guys in the backfield, they, they, they're going to present a challenge for us for sure. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what you expect in, in uh, big-time football, and that's what you want when you come to a place like Oklahoma. There's no days off the running back position in this league. You know, no. you got uh, Bijan, I'm telling Zach you, Evans. Zach Evans is legit. It's across the board. You know, everybody's got one that's, that's, that's really, really good. Yeah, so. um, impressive stuff. All right. Before we let you get out of here and get the Twitter question, let's ask about a couple. You got more on TCU? You want to I got one more on oh, go TCU. Ahead, go ahead. So, Brian, we've seen it from teams. Baylor uh, a lot in the past. 
You'll see Arkansas do some of it now. The super wide splits mm-hmm. at wide receiver. What does that do to your defense, right? It's very hard to disguise what you're doing defensively from a coverage standpoint when they're splitting guys out that wide. It makes you, uh, it makes you kind of declare what you're going to do. What kind of challenge does that present in this game for you? Yeah, it, I mean, there's some things that, that um, you know, alignment-wise can get you into trouble. Um, the thing about, you know, whether we have a middle open or middle closed uh, defense or call, in that particular play, we, we usually try to have the same exact look. And, you know, if you're an apex player, you're an apex player. And if you're, you know, if you're a head-up player, you're a head-up player. So uh, that eight, that, that, what that does, though, it's going to create a little bit more space to uh, have to go execute what your job is. Um, but, you know, we've got some things that it to, that is our advantage as well, pre-snap, that, um, you know, we want them to make decisions post-snap just like, you know, they're making us use space. You buying what Gary Patterson is selling? Say, what do you say? Duggan's questionable. Quentin Johnson's questionable. <laughs> Zach Evans is questionable. We don't believe you, Gary. I agree. <laughs> we know it's – we know. Playing. This is how it always works at OU. Right. All those guys that have been banged up offensively and defensively for TCU, they're all playing. <laughs> we know that. Well, I, you know, it's – you kind of don't even listen to that anymore. Right. You know, it's just – they're, they're all going to play, and they'll probably come up with somebody that um, hasn't played yet. That's, <laughs> you know. All right. Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question for Brian Odom. It's a good one. What is the best college football atmosphere you have experienced, Brian, and how does it compare to last week? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, as a player playing in the OU Texas game, it was good. Um, when I came back as a coach, being on the sidelines in 19, it was that was one of the things that was so much better than it was 20 years ago. Um, the OU Texas game is it's that's about as good as it gets, man. There's there's not a lot of you know there's not one play that's quiet and um, it's it's a unique experience. Now that I'm in the box, I don't really you know you can hear it, but it's not quite the same as being on the sideline. Um, but as far as you know the that that's up there with. With any of them, you know, working in different conferences, you're able to see different things. And um, the, there's a lot of great venues out there. Um, there's some, maybe, uh, maybe some experiences that were that were cool because of maybe, you know, it's a going to a stadium or a place that you've never been and you want to see it. And um, but there's been a lot of them, that, you know, in the Pac-12 and the SEC and the two conferences that I that I worked. And then also when I worked at Houston, we were in the American. You get to, Play a lot of NFL stadiums, so um, you know Alabama's was really good, Georgia's was really good, LSU's is really good, Oregon's is really good. Uh, UW's got a unique little setting up there, and and uh, but yeah, it's it's tough to beat the OU Texas game. It's awesome, Coach. Good luck this week, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate That's it. Brian Odom. We'll wrap up the coaches' corner next. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings, just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.